Hey everyone, Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Hey, everybody. If you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com slash stuff right now and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code stuff and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi and welcome to the podcast. My name's Josh. The guy across from me, his name's Chuck. Say hi, Chuck. Hi, how are you? Hey, Chuck. Uh, you know, I was reading an article today, and uh, basically they've recently found out that air pollution, as if it weren't bad enough for your lungs, right. it actually interferes with your heart's electrical activity. You're kidding. No, no, I would not kid about that, Chuck. I take the heart's electrical activity very seriously. I bet you do. Yeah, so... Um, Basically, the, the, our bodies can kind of get rid of particles. Right. Then there's fine particles, which are a little more difficult. Now we have something called ultra-fine particles, which I've are like sub-microscopic. Mm-hmm. They basically get into your body and just wreak all manner of havoc. Right. And as far as I know, we weren't aware that it really interfered with any process of the heart up to this point. But, uh, yeah, basically... Um, I think it was the uh, Journal of the American Heart Association where this uh, study was published. And w- when somebody undergoes some sort of heart surgery, that kind of thing, they, they recommend that they avoid traffic anyway, right? For stress levels and exactly, stuff, yeah. yeah, because you know how upset you get in traffic. I've seen you. Don't don't pretend like you don't. No, I take the subway, bro. I'm I'm traffic free. Right, and why do you take the subway? Because traffic makes me crazy. Precisely. So they they used to recommend that that heart patients stay away from traffic for two to three weeks after getting back from the hospital, and they still do. But now for this other reason, because you know all this traffic pollution can interfere with your heart's electrical activity. Is this only in big cities or is it across the board? Oh, across the board, I would imagine. Because, I mean, if you if you have your window rolled down and you're in any kind of traffic, you're just sucking that stuff in. Of course. And now some places are worse than others. I, I know one place where <laughs> they would recommend you not drive after a heart attack. Where, where would that be? China. China, yes. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere in China. There are some rural parts of China that are um, pretty clean, you know, lots of trees, that kind of thing, but... Just about any city in China is going to have a pretty high level of pollution. As a matter of fact, uh, as far as I know, in 2006, the World Bank, Fine Bank, uh, conducted a survey of the 20 most polluted cities in the world. This is amazing to me. 16 of the 20 were in China. I know. That's, that's four fifths. I know. Right? Yeah, that's four fifths. By my math, that sounds good to me. That is a lot. Uh, so I don't know if Beijing fell off of that because they, China pulled out all the stops to, to keep Beijing's pollution down during the Olympics. Well, I know. I remember watching, uh, I believe some, was it cyclists, U.S. cyclists that kind of 
caused a little bit of a stir when they showed up in Beijing wearing uh, masks, breathing masks. I hadn't seen that. I, I oh, know yeah. that all manner of athletes were saying that they may not go compete in Beijing because they took very seriously the damage it was going to do to their bodies. Yeah, they were walking around uh, wearing masks, and a lot of people were pretty upset about that. Yeah, well, I mean, how can you blame them? I've seen pictures. I've never been to Beijing, Neither have but I. unless these photos were retouched, it was it was pretty serious stuff. Well, I think I know where this is leading. Yeah, I think you do, too, because, you know, we planned it out ourselves. Right, pollution sniffing. Right. Um, there was a, a group that was assembled, and as far as I know, they weren't assembled specifically for the Olympics. Uh, I don't think they've been disbanded, I guess is what I mean, now that the Olympics are over, um, to walk around a, a province in China, uh, the Guangdong province right. please forgive me any anyone of chinese ancestry or from china for that terrible terrible pronunciation but uh they they walk around the uh, guangdong province and sniff out air pollution and they're trained to do so very highly trained actually yeah it's 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 kind of an unbelievable thing but it's really true it, it is true. It is true. Uh, again, I've never met any of these people, but uh, I can tell you from all reports, this is this is a real thing. Um, basically, they took they took a group of, I guess, above average smellers. I imagine that they're probably not smokers. There were some requisites, yeah, sure. um, and they took them into this this laboratory and uh, had them sniff different noxious smells. To train their senses, correct? Sure, right, yeah. yeah. And, but they did it very intensively. And there's actually a study um, that came out of, I think, Northwestern uh, that showed that the more you sniff a certain smell, the more of an expert you become in it. Right. You can hone in and get more specific within mm-hmm. that smell. It becomes correct. much more complex. Right. So, I mean, for example, if you smell a flower, a certain flower first time you smell it you've created a uh it's been coded there's there's a sense memory in your brain a smell memory and um anytime you see that uh, that kind of flower that scent memory is probably going to be triggered so you'll be getting this visual information like oh there's that flower and this is what it smells like you know um so once it becomes coded it's there but it can the complexity of our idea of what the thing smells like can be expanded and and subtracted from as far as the I more know, you smell fine sure so this generally happens over time like you smell the flower once in a while and, right. you know with the china pollution sniffers uh this was a very intensive training period it was over and over again. Smell this sulfur. Smell this sulfur. You locked have no in, choice. You right. Know? Locked Elbow in a room. Elbow to the back of the neck kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Locked in a room smelling these things. And it's not a pleasant task. And they even are on record as saying that it is no fun. No. Because they were also trained to smell uh, harmless smells as well. Noxious, like like terribly offensive odors, but ones that weren't necessarily harmful. Right. So apparently these people were trained to walk past any, you know, garbage dump or smokestack and go, you know, there's X amount of sulfur in there and I smell a little black carbon and maybe some dog poop. That's not that bad, but it's in there. I can and tell little, you because uh, I've been trained. And an egg roll. Maybe. Sure. Maybe so. Maybe so. Spring roll to say the least. So uh, the one thing I, I never figured out was why. I get the who, the how, the when, the what. I never figured out the why. Why would you train people to smell? Well, I would think because they could uh, pinpoint you know, pollution and do something about it, or is that not the case? Well, we, we could anyway with electronic sensors. 
Are you talking about the NASA device? That's one of many. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure if you want, I've got car keys. I know you took the train. But we could go to Radio Shack right now, and I'm pretty sure we could probably find some sort of olfactory sensing device, an electronic version of it. At Radio Shack? Probably. If it were a good Radio Shack, it would depend on the location. Um, But I, I don't understand, like, why you would train humans to do this. The, the one clear point is you can send the, the Radio Shack or the NASA olfactory sensor out sure. and it will report back, you know, there's this many parts per million of, you know, carbon dioxide or sulfur or whatever in the air, but it's not going to have any reaction. A human would. Right. So it's the, the human would be like, you know, oh, there's sulfur dioxide and I'm dying. Which is really the one real drawback with the pollution. Exactly. When you have humans doing this, it takes its toll on, uh, you know, not only their senses, but their health. Mm-hmm. So it does make you wonder why they would send people in there. Hey, everybody. It's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com slash stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode... Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Precisely. And you never found out? No. I never had a clue. And as a matter of fact... Uh, it was never spoken of in any of the articles I read when I was researching this, but um, it seemed to me the big elephant in the room. Like, these people are going to die horrible deaths in the next few years. Right. Well, and, and also, there the, it seems like their smell would uh, deteriorate or at least be, you know, neutralized or something over time. Yeah, so. they're, they're recertified every three years. The schedule was every three years they would be recertified. So I guess that kind of shows that they weren't going to be disbanded after the Olympics. Right. Um, because the, the, the olfactory sense does deteriorate over time. Sure. But the exposure to these harmful chemicals, especially in the training uh, seminar or segment of the, of the, uh, the, the whole pollution-sniffing academy, um, I would think would really pose a serious health risk. Right. I would think they would use the, you know, we we're talking about the NASA thing a minute ago, the ENOS is what they call it. It was just as cute. Yeah, of course. It is. I love that name. And uh, they'd use that on the space shuttle, right, to detect uh, ammonia leaks. Yeah. 
which makes a lot of sense that they wouldn't send a human up in the space shuttle to, you know, sniff for ammonia. Right, right. It seems like With, like, a sign around his or her <laughs> neck saying, like, uh, ammonia sniffer. Right, or I well, break for ammonia. Right. The, uh, the Well, the other the other argument against that, uh, aside from, you know, that being a suicide mission, is that a human just can't smell it uh, as as well as this E-nose can. Exactly. Um, you know, we can get, you know, X number of parts per million. Let's say you know, several hundred parts per million before we realize, oh, there's an ammonia leak and I'm dead. Right. This Enos can sniff something at, like, I think one part per million. One part per million, you're right. So it, it knows the ammonia leak is going on long before any human has even sniffed ammonia. And you know how noxious and, and smelly ammonia is. Sure. So that's that's the purpose of the Enos. And it goes on. It's equally impressive um, down here on Earth. It can tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. That's what I've read. That's so awesome. And not not by tasting, obviously. No, 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 smelling. just by smelling. Just by smelling. And the other one, uh, it can sense, it can it can sniff an electrical fire before the fire actually breaks out. Wow. Yeah. So so the Jet Propulsion Laboratory's e-nose is a very valuable item to have on board when you're in space. Well, one thing I, I found interesting, Josh, when I was reading this was... Uh, that the way smell works is, is sort of like the way taste works. Yeah, we don't know. And I know we've talked about that. Well, I'm talking about specifically the, the shape of the uh, smell yeah, receptors yes, and taste receptors. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a theory. They have the same theory for uh, how we taste and how we smell, but the, the, they both boil down to the fact that they're, they're theories. We don't know for certain exactly what's going on. These are, these are pretty good theories. You want, you want to tell them about the, uh, the receptor? idea well it's it's about the the shape like a certain smell will fit a certain shape mm-hmm. for the, in the in the olfactory bundle is that what it's called yes the olfactory nerve right well but these are receptors at the end they're all specialized exactly but not too specialized because one thing i found really interesting was that some of the molecules uh, the shape and structure have completely different smells right there you can have two molecules that have the same shape same structure you can't tell anything any difference uh between them right but they have but they register as different smells which kind of shoots a hole in the i think it's called the lock and key theory which they have for taste as well uh certain certain molecules unlock a certain receptor right um so we've got the same thing for taste and and the same thing for uh smell and they're both equally shoddy theories although they're they're the predominantly accepted theories Right, but if if the smell molecules can be the same, if they they can double up, does that explain things like maybe if uh, your fart smells like lasagna? I think if your fart smells like lasagna, you may have some sort of synesthesia. I'm not entirely certain, but you may want to consult a physician if your fart smells like lasagna. I wasn't speaking personally. I just use that as an example. That's okay, Chuck. Okay. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I think you have different... Your different receptors can be assaulted at the same time right. to produce a combination. Sure, um, much like jelly bellies. You know, have you have you ever eaten jelly belly jelly beans? Uh, I'm not a jelly bean guy. These things are not jelly beans. All right. Anyway, if you get a bag of these, oh, things, I know what you mean. On like- the back, it says like you know, two blueberry plus one. I think toasted marshmallow creates like the flavor of like a um, a blueberry muffin. Right. So there's different recipes. You I've can come these. up with your own. It's very fun. Are these the ones that are kind of nasty too? Like they have booger and uh, no booger that I've come across. And- I think you're confusing uh, Harry Potter with reality again. Yeah. Chuck. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> um, Maybe I am. They don't. I don't know. Maybe they. If anybody has jalapeno flavored jelly beans, it would probably be Jelly Belly. Um, 
but they they they're generally pretty good. They they have some pretty good ones. Although they do have some that are non-traditional, like coffee and cappuccino. And well, maybe we should send some of these to our pollution sniffing friends in China. Oh, they could tell the difference. I guarantee. I bet. Yeah. So uh, you got everything? You got that? You got the pollution sniffers down? Yeah, I feel sorry for these guys. It doesn't sound like a great job. They volunteered. Oh, they did? Yes, they volunteered. No one pressed them into service. And German Mao is long, long dead. So, yes, and they are paid probably pretty well. So don't feel too terribly bad. They're doing this on their own accord, and they're helping you know the people in Guangdong province by keeping them from harm, hopefully. Right. So, yeah. We've and sold me. We're good. And uh, you can learn more about pollution sniffers on HowStuffWorks.com. We have a search bar that's waiting just for you. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.